Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast brought to you by Bluegrass Basketball. This episode is you can follow them on Twitter at Bluegrass B-Ball. Um, lots of good articles and, um, and information there on Twitter and then on their website as well. So um, I'm here with Clark Howe, as usual. Um, yesterday we recapped the first three games um, of day one of the Sweet 16 here outside Rupp Arena today. Let's start out with last night's game since that, that was a late game. That was uh, Clark County getting the victory over Oldham County. Or, that's right, Oldham County. All these games run run together for me. And um, So Clark County, they really started off hot. They had uh, Sloan in the first half, first quarter, had a really big first quarter, and then Morton turned it on in the second quarter. Morton was maybe the difference in the game. I thought some others played well for them. He got some good putbacks. Wellman had a pretty good stat line and some blocks. So overall – did Clark County impress you? Yeah, I thought they looked uh, better than they did in the region. I got to see them play in, in the semis and the finals of the region. Uh, I thought they were a little more consistent in this game. Uh, like you said, they jumped out to a great start. Sloan was very, very big for them early. I think he had uh, on their first 13 points. I think he either scored or assisted mm-hmm. on all of them. Uh, just, you know, really got them out of the gate. Um, and then, uh, of course, Clark County won by seven, uh, 54-47. And, and led pretty much the entire way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept I kept kind of thinking Oldham had a chance to make a run, but in the third quarter when there were some opportunities, Oldham just did not shoot the ball. I think they were something like three for 17 from the field in the third quarter. and uh, Just, you know, a pretty good shooting team in general uh, overall, shoot the three relatively well, um, but just couldn't really quite get going. Um, you mentioned uh, Wellman as well. He, he had three blocks along with his 10 points, and of course, Morton, 19 points, led the way for them. Uh, four assists along with that, two steals. So, uh, you know, they've got their core. Uh, they played basically six guys, um, which this time of year, a lot of a lot of rotations shrink down to six or seven. And, uh, you know, I think really that works fine as long as you've got other guys who can play if necessary, and I think they do have that. So uh, impressive performance from them. Uh, like we mentioned with Oldham, just couldn't quite get shots to fall. It just, I think they never really were quite in sync in this game. And, you know, probably this season's been a little tough on them because they, of course, got the late start in Oldham County. Uh, then they had two or three different stoppages during the year. So uh, a little bit difficult for them. But, uh, you know, Tyler Sloan, I thought, played a played a pretty good game for them. He had 15 points, seven boards. Um but, you know, as a whole, I think Clark County was just the better team. That was the, the one game yesterday that I thought was pretty close to a toss-up. and uh, So it was probably a little bit bigger of a margin than I expected. But, but you know, no surprise uh, with, with Clark County getting the win. Yeah, Oldham County, they, it's kind of like you said, every time they had a chance to get back in the game, it just wouldn't go their way. They would either turn it over or they would miss a three. I think they had a tip-in, but it was ruled goaltending. I think they just – couldn't get going like you said they didn't have the flow um Clark County came out early they were aggressive Oldham County's coach said if they would have come out with the aggressive they had more in the second half Mm -hmm. even though they weren't hitting shots they would have been in it um Clark County's coach said about the Elizabethtown game that he thinks that Clark County has some of the best backcourts and the best guards in the state so he'll put his guards up against anybody so that they could get up and down in that game the way Clark County looked they could give Elizabethtown a game um, but, yeah, for Oldham County, credit to them for out-rebounding Clark County, the state's number one rebounding team. Of course, they pay a, play at a fast pace. But Oldham County fought. You know, they had their chances. Um, but, yeah, so 
So that 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 game made me four for four on the day, and then yeah, you're off to a pretty good start. I missed that one, so I dropped behind a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, you you're rolling right now. Yeah, I'm seven out of seven. I had to sweat it out tonight, but hopefully I'll. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Knox Central win tonight. So either way, but just for my perf- perfection, Ashland could make me eight of eight. So um, you want to move on to today's action? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, slide on over. Well, I did want to say that every time I, I did recaps for the two games last night and the two this morning for KSR, and every time I did a recap, it seems like one team got out to a big advantage, forced the other team to call a timeout. That's usually my first paragraph that happened in the Clark County game. And then uh, tonight, or this afternoon, the first game was at Muhlenberg County against Highlands, yep. and I think probably the same thing happened again there where yep. Highlands came out, forced a timeout, Muhlenberg County. Got it to within 16 to 13, had the ball, and then it was very bizarre. Uh, do want to talk a little bit about that. Because they were whistled for inserting a player that was not on the roster. And so Highlands got the ball. They got two free throws, uh, which I think Vincent hit. Vincent had two points. You you look up, and now you've got the ball down four extra points instead of like 16-13, it's 21-13. And that was pretty much it. I think that kind of put the nail in the coffin, but... Sam Vincent, what do you have, 13 in the first quarter and 20-some in the yeah, first yeah, half? 24 at halftime, I think, and, you know, on his way to a huge game. He slowed down a little bit. might have been 21 in the first half, but uh, finished with 31 points, uh, four rebounds, five assists, four blocks, two steals. I mean, just a wonderful, well-rounded uh, stat line, 10 of 18 from the field, including six of seven from three. Uh, which actually, that was, if you would have said there was a weakness to his game, at least stat-wise this year, it would have been his three-point shooting. I think it was about 30% coming into the game. But you go six to seven, and that'll jump you up about five points in your percentage. So, uh, you know, he looked real good. Um, you know, a guy we were uh, talking to said, you know, why in Kentucky looking at him? Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think, I, I would say his performance was probably the most impressive so far in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Would you? You agree with that? Or? Yeah, I mean, Butchery looked good, but Vincent looked on a, on a different level athletically. So those two probably have stood out the most, just an individual. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't just uh, just Vincent. I mean, uh, Muller had five of six, including three of four from three, scored 21 points, uh, eight rebounds, just a very, you know, very efficient game. They had no answer for him. Uh, and then, of course, as usual, you know, just as a team, they, they shoot the ball well. Um, they couple other guys, uh, Harold and Reed, each one of one from three, uh, perfect from the field. Uh, just they're a great shooting team. And when you've got a guy like Vincent to, to key off of, you get a lot of open looks. Uh, but you also just you have to focus on him so much, and, and that just makes everyone better. Yeah, I mean, they had good – exactly what you said in the third quarter. The other guys stepped up, and they're like, okay, you guys want to focus your attention on Vincent? We'll do good. We hit ball ball movement and cuts, and they can put five guys out there and spread you out. You can't guard them all five, and especially if you have a big dude. So, you know, like Ashland, if they end up playing them, who's the big guy going to guard? You know, like I don't know. So, um, and then so in their and in their next game, McCracken doesn't have really a lot of big guys, but still, I mean, I don't know if they can match up with them. So. Yeah, Highlands look good. And then for, for Muhlenberg County, Devine is the real deal. You know, he came in as Region 3 Player of the Year. I think he was like 5 out of 8 from 3 or yeah, five, 5 out of 7. Uh, he's already 5 of 7. And 5 of 9 from 3, 8 of 15 from the field, 21 points. Had two steals. Uh, you know, really played well um, in a he's tough, tough matchup. He, yeah. he showed why he was the Region Player of the Year. 
so good good effort from him. But just as a whole, I think they were they were just outmatched. Yeah, the big guy was pretty good for him early, and then uh, they said. I I was talking to someone who said a lot of the threes that I think they usually make they didn't like Vincent. I think they said yeah. just didn't make him today. Yeah, Vincent was zero of six and yeah. had some decent looks, but just wouldn't fall for him. So that kind of shows us. Is it safe to say the third region is a little bit down? I mean, in the past they've had like Owensboro in the state championship, but it's not like quite what they've been in the past. You know, I think the third region actually consistently hasn't been that great lately. Yeah. They, like you said, Owensboro is a state title contender. Every few years they they'll put out a really good team, but but year year after year, uh, you know, it's not unusual for them to have a team that that falls in the first round of the state tournament, or uh, you know, they they don't seem to make a lot of deep runs lately. So, like, if you take the Western Kentucky regions and a lot of the Eastern Kentucky regions, they're kind of fair similarly, except the 14th really struggles. But others are kind of like like the first region. They're not going to win at all, you know, the 15th, unless they get a hot team. Is it kind of a parallel between the East and West? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think, in general, probably Western Kentucky's been a little stronger because they will get typically a good team out of either Hopkinsville Hopkins or Green. Owensboro. Now, I wouldn't lump the fourth into that. Bowling Green and Warren Central mm-hmm. have been good year after year right. after year. I mean, if you go back to, to 2003, they've got, what, two titles, two runners-up, and, and just off the top of my head, like three other semi, five other semifinals between the two. So, you know, pretty much, I mean, every other year at least, they're putting someone at least in the semifinals with a chance to make a run. So, uh, but... But regions one through three, a little less consistent and, and kind of the same you said, Eastern Kentucky. Really, if you go 12 on through 16, I haven't had nearly the success uh, lately in the state tournament. A couple 15th region teams have, have made some runs, Shelby Valley most recently in 2010. But uh, I guess if you're looking to pick a state champion, probably kind of staying in those, those middle regions in the state is going to give you a, a safer pick. Yeah, and to wrap it up, Highlands, the state's um, top scoring offense – among the 16 teams, Muhlenberg, the top-scoring defense and the, among the 16 teams, and they played the pace of Highlands. They said that was very important after the game. Yeah, Highlands is, uh, I think, in the top ten in the state in scoring, for, uh, field goal percentage, free throw three, percentage, three-pointers. They're good, three three's made, margin. I mean, they just, you know, just a, a very good team. All right, well, let's move on to the next game, which was the McCracken County Mustangs, another Mustang team, and they defeated a Bullet East, which was another good pick by me, going with with uh, McCracken County, and and I put in my headline on KSR they ended the Bullet East Cinderella run. Would you would you call it kind of a Cinderella run to to come through the sixth region? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know of many people, if any, that would have picked them right. to uh, to win that region. I think DeSales was probably the the heavy favorite, and then Fern Creek and PRP probably would have been kind of next. Butler's line there. pretty good. Yeah, uh, even all the teams in that in that district. Dawes maybe. So. Uh, definitely a kind of a, an unexpected run for Bullet East, and uh, just they they never quite got rolling in this game. No, the, it was four nothing, and then it was eight four. I, I think it was eight, or that might have been the first game today. But I think it was four nothing yeah. then, and then of course another timeout forced quickly by by McCracken County, and and then McCracken is known for their defense. I mean, look what they did to Marshall County and Zion Harmon in the semifinals. So so do you think it was kind of their defense today again that made the difference in the game? Yeah, I thought, I mean, they, they played well. Um, a couple of stats I wanted to throw out. Uh, I really like the combination of, of the McCunes, uh, Ian and Jack, uh, combined for seven blocks and seven steals. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, pretty impressive. That was it was uh, three blocks and five steals for Ian, and then Jack had four blocks and two steals. Uh, you know, two guys like that make a big impact on the game with with some of those numbers. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, Bullet East uh, never quite got going. Uh, their leading scorer, uh, Tucker Blandford, held to eight points on three of nine shooting. Again, never really could quite get in the rhythm. Um, and you know, I think uh, Noah Dumas. Uh, from from McCracken County handled the ball well, set the tempo, got in the lane, got looks for his teammates. Uh, you know, just played a, a very solid overall game. Fourteen points, three assists. You know, not a overwhelming stat line, but I think kind of controlled the pace of that game. Well, what about my guy averaging three point three points? He made ten all year, isn't it, Max Blackwell? I think he finished with thirteen points and he had eight in I think the first half and. Kind of like his couple threes in the yeah, second nice quarter were, were the difference in the game to pull out that lead. So credit to him. And then I thought uh, Ian Hart played really well. Yeah, Some blocks, played Ian well Hart at the did, end. Did start, I think started off, uh, scored for him a little bit early, got some rebounds, finished with 14 and 7. Uh, yeah, so, you know, a pretty solid overall performance by McCracken. And, and uh, just, you know, this is the kind of the second game I thought was maybe a toss-up in the first round. And uh, Bullet East kind of occasionally would look like they could make a run, but they never really could quite get over the hump in the second quarter, in the second half. Yeah, I mean, and but McCracken, we had near our top 25 most of the year. They'd fall out a little bit. We had them near the top of the first region. You were solid on picking them to win the first region tournament. So credit to them. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a good team win for them. And for Bullet East, they return three starters next year. Uh, I think one of the Blandfords returns, and the Powell had a big game for them. I think Powell's the one with nineteen. Yeah, Powell did hit some have a threes. Very good game, and, uh, played well, you know, early on. Colin, pa- Colin Powell, Colin, Colin Powell, Powell yeah. I believe twenty-two points. Um, you know, three of eight from three, seven to seven from the line. Uh, just really was the only guy who pretty consistently scored for him when they needed it. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, good game. And, and I actually thought Brogan played well for him. Had a little bit of foul trouble he dealt with, but handled the ball and handled some of the pressure. Got got some scoring for him early, but uh, just a little bit a uh, little bit overmatched. I think uh, if they played again, I would probably expect a, a competitive game. But I think McCracken showed to be the better team. Right. Yeah. So let's move on to the game that we just witnessed. Um, and this is one that I, I didn't cover, so I, I I watched some of the first half just on TV. I wasn't there for the first half. But uh, what's your thoughts on Boyle County Paintsville? Boyle County won. That's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, most people we, we talked to and looked at had Boyle County as a pretty consistent favorite. Um, they did not start off playing very well. Really, uh, Paintsville kind of jumped out to a lead. I think they were up by 11 points uh, in the second quarter, maybe 33-22 or somewhere around there. Uh, but, you know, Boyle was a little flat coming out. Um, some turnovers. Paintsville was getting some easy baskets. Just, um, you know, not not great basketball from Boyle. But in the second half, they, I think, turned up the intensity quite a bit, uh, put some pressure on, forced, forced turnovers the other direction. And, and Paintsville uh, just – didn't really hold up under the pressure of that run and, and couldn't uh, kind of couldn't keep it together. Uh, first half, you know, Connor Fugit came, Colby Fugit kind of got off to a hot start for Paintsville, um, hit a couple threes early, uh, but couldn't uh, kind of couldn't keep that going. I think Boyle keyed the defense mm-hmm. a little bit more on him after that, and he, he finished only uh, 16 points, but five of 16 shooting, two of nine from threes. Uh, 
but so really Connor Fugus who who kept him in the game. He was for tough. A while, played, yeah. Played with a lot of energy. Kind of got his hand on every loose ball. It felt like um, six of eight shooting. Uh, matched matched Colby with sixteen points for team honors. So uh, and then and then uh, Braxton Tharp I thought played pretty well. Ten points, four assists, four steals. Uh, just pretty consistent performance for him. But uh, once once Boyle got going, um, played played pretty physical. Uh, Shepherson, pretty consistent all game. Uh, just kind of getting to the basket, not exactly layups, but he'd get in for little four or six footers and uh, finished twelve of fifteen, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize he shot it that well. But twelve of fifteen for twenty five points, had eight rebounds. And not really a big guy, but strong guy. You know, played played strong and um, had had a solid game. Uh, so, you know. Probably, I guess the first comeback we really saw this year, or this this tournament, as far as the second half, right. they, they came from five point deficit at halftime to uh, end up winning. Uh, final score was seventy to fifty six. Yeah, this was the most interesting game because all the other favorites in my mind started out in the lead, but this favorite started out behind. So I'm like, well, this will be interesting because either it's going to be a come from behind win or kind of an upset, and it was a come from behind win. Uh, Luke Enfield started out kind of slow. He only had three points early. He missed a free throw, which is rare, but he got going in the second half. Uh, played pretty well. Jagger Gillis played well. Uh, you could tell why he's the quarterback. He had an outlet pass. He hit key threes like he did against Lincoln County in the finals. So a lot of football guys there, especially Gillis and Shepherson. And then uh, just uh, Boyle County is not really flashy, but they can hit enough threes. They can hit enough free throws, and, and they can play physical. So – so yeah, good season by Paintsville. They might they might be back next year. They won this the All A or that Class A football. So very very good season by them. But now Boyle moves on. Yeah, you mentioned one thing. Boyle struggled was shooting the three. They were only three of fourteen this game, where they usually shoot it a little better than mm-hmm. that. But seventeen to twenty two from the line will kind of help offset. Infield that. helps at that. Yeah, yeah, infield five of six. But Gillis was eight of eight. Uh, yeah, real, real solid game for him from the line and. You know, also had five boards and four assists, two steals. So, you know, again, a solid overall stat line for uh, for Gillis. Okay, so we won't obviously do much about the game tonight because it hasn't happened yet, but that'll be Ashland, Knox Central. I'm expecting a, a good game in that one. Um, if Ashland wins, I'll be eight out of eight. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit of in preview the three games tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Um, Any thoughts on Ashland Knox Central? I don't want to talk too much because people are going to listen to this and say, you idiot, why did you predict this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is the one game of the first round. I mentioned there were two I thought were toss-ups. This one, I think Ashland is the clear favorite, but it's also of the favorites, the one that I, I thought probably has the best chance for an upset, just with Knox Central having a guy as good as, as Javante Turner. Uh, scores, you know, can score 30 a game if he needs to. Uh, and they've been, I think, playing played well in the region tournament, so they're coming in a little bit hot. So, uh, I expect this one should be one of the one of the better first round games. Yeah, and maybe a good crowd. Maybe Ashland will bring bring a good crowd, especially they got a big fan base. So for tomorrow, let's see. It starts off with George Rogers Clark against E Town. E Town ranked number one in the state in our KSR rankings. Um, I think uh, I picked E Town to win the whole thing, but the way Clark County looked, if they play like that. I think that Clark County can can give them a game, and it could be a good up and down game. What about you? You think you think Clark County can hang in there? Yeah, I think Clark County should be competitive. I think E Town is the clear favorite. Um, I mean, E Town looked really good, uh, but didn't have quite the competition Clark County had. So it's it's a little harder to judge that. But uh, you know, E Town just has five guys who can score. We talked about and really 
mow really off the bench can can score as well. So oh yeah, he's a good uh, shooter. So you know they've got they've got weapons all around. You can't key in on anybody. They're so quick. So a lot of pressure. You mentioned the guards for GRC, which are good. A lot mm-hmm. of pressure is going to be on on Sloan and Morton and and probably even Weldon will have to help out with some of the ball handling. Uh, if they can withstand that pressure and not give up too many free free points off of turnovers, they'll they'll be in it. I think that'll be the the main key to that game is is just turnovers for Clark County. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then can they get Wellman going from three? That that that'll help them as well. All right, so the next one is Ballard against Bowling Green. So that should be probably the game of the second round, maybe the game of the tournament. Um, a lot of people, I think I, I had put it online, and I think on Twitter you could look. I think more people was picking Bowling Green, but it should be close. I picked, um, I think I picked Bowling Green. Yeah, you had Bowling Green, I had Ballard. Uh, when I saw the poll, it's been a couple hours since I saw it, it was about 55% Bowling Green. Uh-huh. I would consider Ballard the favorite, um, but obviously people disagree with But I think this one's a toss-up as far as who actually wins. Um, both teams very athletic, have some size, unlike E-Town. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're going to be uh, kind of mirror images of each other a little bit. I mean, there's no make or bar on, uh, on Bowling Green, but uh, just two very good teams. They can score. They can shoot a little bit. They, they can play some pressure defense, good quickness, mention good size. So, uh, you know, do you have kind of a key you think that – Will be the, the key to that game? Well, Ballard's got the big three. You know, they rely on the big three. I think Ballard beat him in the first game. Mm-hmm. I think Hayden had a big game there. So, it can Bowling Green get around Barr? Can they can can they make sure that he's not altering all their shots and affecting their shots? Can they whoever's guarding him maybe pass the ball to somebody else and let the other guys do well? So, I think if Bowling Green can avoid like a big game by Barr, if they can just find someone else to go to. Maybe like Huddleston and Dingle in there, and then have if he's guarding um, Dingle, then go to the other guy. So I think that's probably going to be the key because Ballard's going to get it from their three guys, but can Bowling Green get it from all the guys? So I'm going to stick with Bowling Green, even though Barr was very impressive, just because that was my pick, and I'm rolling. Yeah, hey, hey, fair enough. What's your key? Uh, Ballard's pressure. I was going to say Huddleston. Um, I think the way he had uh, uh, such a good start in their first game. Uh, if he can come out and, and put some pressure on Ballard, kind of like what you're saying, give him a third, you know, major scoring threat, I think that'll keep Bowling Green in it. If he doesn't have a big game, I think it's going to be hard for Bowling Green to, to match up with uh, with Ballard. Okay, so what's the what's our next game? What's the 5 p.m. game? So the 5 p.m. game should be whoever wins uh, tonight with Ashland and Knox Central playing against Boyle County. Okay, so I picked Boyle in my bracket just to kind of – um, win that game because I thought that Boyle had a good chance to beat Paintsville, which they did, and I didn't know who was going to win the other game. I thought maybe Knox Central would pull the upset, but I don't want to pick Knox Central in the semis. So I picked Boyle, but now that, but if I could pick him against either one of these teams, just the winner as a block, I might pick the winner of that game. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, Boyle, I didn't think uh, kind of has has played on the same level as the other teams who've won this first round and. Of course, without seeing the Ashland Knox Central game, you don't know that they will either. Right. But, um, but but I lean toward Ashland tonight and, and Ashland over uh, over Boyle County. But if Knox Central wins, I think that's probably a closer matchup. But I'd probably still go with, with Knox Central. So um, can't preview that one too much without knowing what right. the matchup is, though. Yeah, sorry, we wanted to record a little bit early. So because if we waited till the last game, it's just too late of a night. 
Um, and then, so let's go over the last game. Sounds like that's going to be Highlands against McCracken mm-hmm. County. So, obviously, the McCracken County relies on their defense. They like low-scoring games. Highland gets up and down. Uh, one question, too, about McCracken County that I wanted to mention is, imagine this team with Civils, who they had last year. Um, could they have competed for a state championship last year with I, him in there? I think they could have. What was that? Do you remember uh, their draw? I don't yeah, they had, a, they had a pretty good draw. They were probably the favorite to make the semifinals. I, they were with Clark County uh, and with uh, – uh, Scott County and Knox Central. Mm-hmm. So I think they were probably a slight favorite out of that group. That's one any of those could have made a run to the semis. And then uh, would have been an underdog in the in the semis and in the finals if they made it. So I, I would not have thought they were going to win a state title, but uh, they were in the realm of possibility. And they had that guy Hurd, too. I think he's pretty good. So. Yeah, Jones and Hurd and, and Sibyl. So they, they lost some year. good players. Um, so I think they were probably a little better last year than they are this year, but but they were a solid team still this year. Yeah, I I guess the team like that is always going to be one of the best teams in the West. You know, that'd be crazy if they weren't. It's just a big school, yeah. and they, I mean they've got the. So okay, so they're playing against Highlands. So Highlands is going to go in as the favorite. Let's see, we've got uh, to win that, and I've got them in the finals. Do you have Highlands in the finals? I have Highlands winning it. Is, uh, okay, is yeah. who my my pick was in just the Sweet Sixteen bracket. My overall bracket, I went with E Town, but. Um, kind of like you, I think Highlands has a great chance to make the finals and is at least a, you know, a coin toss in that. So, so I have them obviously winning this game. So how can McCracken keep it close? I, I, just like what you mentioned with the Muhlenberg County, it's it's going to be about controlling tempo. Mm-hmm. Where Muhlenberg County couldn't control the tempo, McCracken has to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's key number one, and, and number two is you just have to prevent Highlands from shooting as well as they typically do. Right. I mean, Highlands, like I said, is probably might be the best shooting team in the state. I mean, they've got they've got three guys who I would consider, you know, video game 99 three-point shooters. Just, I mean, with the, the rates that they hit and, uh, you know, all that with, with uh, Muller and uh, Harold and Barth. And that doesn't even count Vincent, wow. who uh, shot an amazing today and uh, is, you know, clearly a all-state player, maybe the best player in the state this year. Uh, so if, if, if McCracken can control tempo and can – prevent that the that shooting percentage they'll have a chance yeah if they get guys like they had off the bench now getting 13 points only averaging three i think mccracken needs to rebound if highlands does miss threes they got to get almost every rebound on defense and then if you're highland or if you're mccracken they do kind of like to play a zone usually it seems like do you kind of live with Vincent taking deep threes and just maybe make sure that the hot hand doesn't take him, or do you run him off the three-point line and say if y'all hit lo- – say maybe live with some some deep threes. I don't know. Ooh, I, I don't know because Vincent, if you – you know, if you pressure out on the three and uh, he might – like you said, he might score 40 um, if, if that's where the focus is. But if you're letting him shoot threes, I mean, I think they're probably the best three-point shooting team in the state. And so that's – that's a kind of pick your poison. What's his percentage this year? Do you know? Like it's like it's not as great a three point percentage probably as the other guys, but it's the way he looked today though. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, coming into the game, he was shooting about thirty percent. After the game, I think it's up to about thirty five or thirty six. Um, but you've got um, let's see, Harold hits fifty four percent. Yeah, you don't want him. 90, to shoot. 93 shots, so it's not like he's barely shooting. Uh, Muller one hundred and seven makes forty four point six percent. And then Barth kind of in between there, only 45 makes at 48.9%. So I mean, none so, of the three So those three yeah. guys average shooting about 50%, close to 50% yeah. from three. Uh, like I said, he was at 308 coming into the game. 
Uh, of course, six of seven today. Yep. I mean, if, if that's your goal is to let him shoot and he hits six of seven, you got no chance. I mean, well, that's kind of what they did today. No, right. But it is hard to shoot at Rep Arena compared to some other places. So McCracken's just going to have to hope they miss some. You got to hope they miss some. If they hit all their shots, they're winning. Yeah, There's no I, I doubt. Mean, exactly. Just hope they exactly miss. Right. I mean, get a hand up on, pick one or two of them who's hot and get a hand on them and the rest of them clear out the rebound. So. All right, well, that is your preview, so did you have anything else? Uh, so my uh, expert sidekick this week helped help me uh, with the cheer competition, so just we're going to give our picks for the cheer okay. uh, awards, of course, without seeing the last two games, so it could change, but I think we had Madison Central as the favorite, followed by Muhlenberg County, and then in the third spot, there are a few options, GRC, Bullet East, and Knott County Central all had pretty good performances, so uh, that's, that's my quick cheer rundown for the, uh, for the first seven games. Who didn't have Bowling Green or who didn't have a cheerleader? Uh, Somebody. was it? I think it was Bowling, Bowling Green didn't Green. have a team, yeah. and then University Heights didn't do the uh, the routine okay. uh, for the competition. So there's – now they give the best – the winners, and then there's like a spirit award or something, so we'll have to see who gets that too. That's right. The Paintsville – I think it was some of their cheerleaders were yelling really loud when the other team was shooting for free throws, so that's good. And then they did the old classic rebound, rebound cheer. So yeah, back I mean, from my junior uh, pro days. It's good stuff. Uh, probably better than the miss it, miss it cheer. So. Uh, well, at least don't do that for your own team. Well, that's fair. So it, that's uh, that's my expert cheerleading okay. input. Yeah, well, Clark County always has a good team. I I, I do know that, and I'm sure Madison Central uh, has a, a a good tradition as well. That's they can draw from a lot of people at that school. It's a big school. So um, all right, well. Thank you for all. Thank you all for tuning into the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast. We'll try to have another recap for you tomorrow. Clark, thanks for being on. Sounds good. Thank you.